Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey there. Before we start the show, I just want to take a moment to talk about one of the most important pieces of fishing gear out there, and that is optics. Whether it's a cloudy day and you're looking for hatching bugs and sipping fish on a river, or you're in the salt on a bright sunny day looking for bait or that tailing bonefish, polarized sunglasses are a must not only for locating fish and making you more successful on the water, but also just in general for eye health. That's why I trust and always bring a pair of Torrige sunglasses on all my fishing trips. Thankfully, here at Tide Chasers, we would like to announce our partnership with Torrige Eyewear to offer polarized glasses of superior quality that won't break the budget. With many styles and colors, these shades will keep the glare down in any condition and help you catch more fish. They're corrosion and scratch resistant, and come with a lifetime warranty, so you never have to worry about them falling overboard or breaking them. For all of our listeners, Torish offers a 20% discount by using the code TIDECHASERS, with a capital T and no spaces, at checkout. So pick up a pair today, get on the water, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to another episode of Tide Chasers Podcast. As always, it is our goal to connect our listeners with folks from all parts of the fishing industry. Whether you're a plug builder, a charter captain, fishing guide, fly fisherman or woman, marine biologist or kayak fisherman, we have a little something for everyone. Uh, before I introduce this week's guest, let's give the rundown of where you can find us. We are on Instagram at Tide underscore Chasers, on Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast, as well as all of your major podcast platforms from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. We're on Pandora and iHeartRadio, as well as Waypoint TV and many more. Now, I am thrilled to join uh, my guest today with my man, Bobby, across the way. How you doing, Bobby? What's up, Dan? It's been a while. Yeah, I think the last time you and I jumped on one of these was for Spader, so it's nice to, correct. nice to tee one up again. And uh, we have a rival podcaster on here today. I'd love to introduce Ed Gabo. You might know him from at SJ Saltfish, and he is also the owner of Captain Hank's Tackle. How you doing, Ed? I am doing well. I do got to jump in with a correction, though. My last name is Gobo. Gobo. Oh. 
It was 50-50, Dan. It was 50-50. It was rough. It was rough. So I, I was gonna text you. It's it's everybody gets messes up. It's all good. Oh my gosh. My bad, man. So I, regardless of how I, I throttled your name there, we are excited to chat with you because you know you 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 fish our waters, you do a lot of things we do, and you have uh, an exciting business that's kind of taken off. We kind of want to chat about all that. But uh, before we get into Ed, the owner of Captain Hanks Tackle, uh, let's first spend some time uh, talking about Ed the fisherman. I, where, where did you get your love of fishing? Where did that start? And what were your, some of your early influences? Ed, Ed, before you get into that, I just want to say that's the sign of a true professional podcaster right there. Because a lot of times we screw up the names and they just let it go. They just don't even tell us at the end of the show. But you just jump in and you're like, nope, <laughs> this is it. It's Gobo. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm used to it. It's It's been my whole life, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, Ed, tell us about the Gobo and you. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, like most people, it's it started through my dad. Um, you know, he was a, a big-time freshwater fisherman. You know, I can remember being a kid. Um, he always had, like, the Bassmaster uh, VHS tapes and uh, get the magazines and stuff. And, uh, you know, he was ordering, like, Bass Pro stuff before – you know, when it was still a mail order catalog before they like had stores and websites and, you know, all that stuff. Um, so, you know, my love of fishing definitely came from him. Um, you know, he grew up, uh, up in mystic Island. Um, and my grandfather had a, a pretty big boat. Um, they would always go out fishing on the weekends and stuff. Uh, so I think it just kind of osmosis, you know, it, uh, trickled down to me. Yeah. I'm trying to put that osmosis through my son, you know, if he's, He's actually been walking the beach and fishing me from the beach. So I'm hoping he, I'm hoping he'll get to have a conversation like this one day himself. So now, yeah, for sure. Just keep with it, man. How well, excited what, were you when the Bass Pro giant magazine showed up every year? Because uh, I that, had, that was Christmas, man. I had I know. like, <laughs> it could be a July when this catalog show, it was Christmas. I don't you know. Never the, send them out. Pencil and circling stuff. Dad, I That's want right. this. Dad, I want that. <laughs> yeah. And then when the big like binder Cabela's one showed up, that was it. That was we never got the Cabela's one, and we always got the Sears catalog. I don't remember oh, the big. I mean, I'm I'm not that old, but the big old Sears catalog. <laughs> I remember the Sears catalog. I am that old. Now, now, Ed. So you started off freshwater fishing with your dad. How did that transition to now? Would you say you're more saltwater fisherman? Do you do much freshwater fishermen these days? Not so much anymore. Um, after high school, I got pretty big into freshwater. Um, I was a part of a couple forums. Um, we, you know, we were, we were big in, I was really actually really big into it. Uh, I had a kayak. I bought a Malibu pro Explorer. That was my first kayak. Um, so I fished out of that, you know, pond hopping, fishing, golf courses, trespassing, maybe, uh, you know, the, the stuff typical high school guys do. And then, um, Throughout my teenage years, I actually, I raced cars. Uh, it was a hobby me and my, my dad had together. And um, so I did that for a real long time. So I didn't really have much time for fishing. And living where I'm at, I'm, I'm in Galloway. I don't know if you guys know where that is, but 10 minutes, one direction, I'm in the Mullica River. 10 minutes, the other direction, I'm in Atlantic City. So it's, I'm like smack dab in the middle of it. Um, so once the racing kind of went away, we, we started leaning back towards fishing. Um, my dad uh, got into beach fishing, so he was on, down on Brigantine Beach all the time. I, it didn't really stick with me. I fished off the jetty here and there, but I, I never really got into the beach thing. Um, so, yeah, it's it's always been around, and I've always been 
into it because I'm so close to everything, you know? So, so what would you say caused your transition? Was it like hopping on that kayak and getting out there and getting into some other bigger game fish on saltwater? I mean, for me, I, I gotta say, like, I would say my father-in-law was the one that kind of influenced me when I met a little bit after I met my wife. I mean, I was the kind of fisherman at that point. I loved fishing when I was younger, but at that point, I was the guy that would do it on the weekends, on vacation, that kind of thing, and, and kind of put it to the side. But when uh, when I got together with my wife and learned that her, her uh, dad was a big fisherman, kind of renewed that energy. I mean, then I started to take it from there. And really, we started off, you know, lake fishing. And then from there, it just, my mind exploded. I, there's so many things I could do in this area. So that's kind of. And then once you get on the salt, I think it's hard to, it's hard to leave it. It really pulls you, especially where you live. I mean, I can't imagine that the salt that you're not getting called to it all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, last night we, I threw a kayak in the truck and I was in the water at four o'clock, fished till eight o'clock and came home. I mean, it's, but definitely the saltwater bug bit me. I took that pro explorer with a buddy of mine. We went out into a, into a bay uh, down here. Uh, it's called Reed's Bay. It's pretty much shallow three to four feet at the deepest. And I ended up catching, I don't, I don't know exactly what species shark it was, but it was probably two and a half, three foot long. And it was a toothy one. And I think that's what kind of like set everything in motion for the, for the salt. Um, it just kind of, kind of grabbed the hold from there. And just being out in the salt, it's just something about that air. It, it's calming. It's it just chills you out. It's, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's, you know, it grabs a hold of you. Oh, I, I can't, you know, that you talk about the smell, you know, when we, when my, my kids and I, and we go to the beach, you know, we right around, you know, that, that Dennis area, we put the windows down and start smelling like the marsh and they're like, they're putting their windows down up to my, it must not be high tide. It must be high tide. Cause we can't smell and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's ingrained in them now, but it's like that smell. You cannot get enough of it. And, you know, people that don't live and breathe it, they, they're turned off by the smell, but we, we're the kind of like, it's part of our, like, nature at this point that 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 marsh smell the salt smell yep yeah it's and it's it's just got a calming effect man all the all the worries and all the troubles and all the stuff um i forget who it was one of the famous fishermen he said uh you know when he when he pushes his boat off the dock and throttles down he's finally free he leaves everything there and and he just does his thing and that's how i feel you know i, I don't i don't stress i don't it's just relaxation now your your Instagram name South SJ Saltfish, you know that means South Jersey. I'm assuming, yeah. you know I kind of I kind of take in my mind I kind of take, you know Atlantic City South of that is South Jersey in, in my mind. Um, so I would say you're kind of like right there on the line. You know what is it about South Jersey that that, that draws you to fishing there as opposed to you know some places up north? Uh, and then uh, what what kind of things have you seen change over your time fishing the fishing those waters? Yeah, like I said, where I'm where I'm at. I'm 10 minutes in the river. I'm 10 minutes to the, you know, bays and oceans. So it's growing up around here. It's, we always dabbled out, you know, out in the bay. And as I've gotten older, I've kind of, I've figured it out, you know, like I've kind of put into place where fish are going to hide, where things are, are at. It's just, it's one of them things, man. It's hard to, it's hard to describe. Have you, have you seen any, uh, any positive or negative changes to the waters you've been fishing over time? After, after Sandy, things got weird. Um, we, we always had a decent, you know, striper, striper run up into the base, especially at Seekin Inlet. Um, after Sandy and 
from what I hear, some beach replenishment projects happened after then. Uh, we were talking with uh, Jim from uh, the Saltwater, um, the, the magazine. Fisherman. The Fisherman, yes. Um, and he said that there was some beach replenishment that happened and it moved a bunch of sand out front and changed the way these fish migrate. After that, it, it just got weird. There were there was no big fish, you know, in in the bay. They were they were very scarce. Um, anymore, I, it seems to be getting better. These last couple of years, uh, like last year and uh, even this year, the, the striper fishing has been phenomenal. There's guys they're they're just they're going nuts catching them off the jetties and stuff. So it's good to see that that's starting to come back. The flounder fishery has kind of always been the same for me. I don't really notice any pluses or minuses as far as far as that goes. You've seen more boats, a lot more boats since COVID. Um, definitely, definitely since COVID uh, it's, it's increased. I try to fish on the weekdays when nobody's out or it's all the, the older retired folks that are, you know, courteous and not drinking all day. <laughs> so I try to stick to weekdays weekends. I try to avoid just because crazy stuff happens. But yeah, definitely a lot more boat traffic for sure. Now I, I kind of, you know, I kind of look back. I started really heavily fishing for flounder. I would say 2018. You know, I had a conversation with Chris McEntee, Sea Money. Mm -hmm. We were talking back and forth, and um, you know, I said, you know, what, what are you, what are you doing differently to everybody else? And he just kind of gave me an idea, you know, the idea of the single jig back then, and then I kind of took that and tweaked it to my own, and really had some success, and my success was in, you know, the South, South part of Jersey. And as the years have gone, and I, like I said, I can only base it on now what four years of experience and doing this. I've noticed that I'm finding more fish more North in the state, as opposed to South in the state. You know, I I'm the kind of person that's like kind of chasing all different places to f figure out where these fish are. You you're still finding the same, you know, that the same kind of conditions. Now you're finding fish in the same places you, you always did. Yeah. Yeah. That, that hasn't changed much. I mean, this year's a little weird because they played with the regulations. So now we basically got a whole month. I think last year it started the end of May. Um, yeah. So now we have a whole, we would start, we would start pre-fishing to find them and, and kind of pattern them in. So that way when the season opened, you know, we could, we could get on them right away. But even still this year, it's, it's been kind of weird. Um, they're a little more shallow than i would have expected them to be uh, but again it's early so it's 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 almost like a whole different world you know now for me i don't usually start getting into the bigger fish in, until june then like end of june so i'm hoping things stay the same but it's kind of hard to compare because like i said it's we got a whole extra month yeah it's i i've noticed that in the past, you know, that, that slot fish that we're, we're all looking for now, that 17 inch to 17.99 fish, um, has been abundant. Like you always find that fish. that's like a half inch too short. Right. Yep. And now everybody's getting there. I, I'm, I'm noticing a lot of our friends are finding plenty of the overs and the slot fish are hard to come by. Have you, have you had any hard time with the slot fish, you know, with the new regulations? Not so much. I mean, so my, I went out opening day, I struck out, um, went out a week later caught a caught on my limit uh, my family loves to eat them so i'll you know i'll keep a limit if i can put one together i think i don't know i, I it's been weird it's the, <laughs> i keep going back to it but this year has just been weird so far 
Yeah, I mean, I've 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 found them, like you said, shower. I think at this point, I'm like I've caught 13 keepers, one from my kayak, 12 on foot. I've released most of them, but I have found a lot of fish over the slot fish. Now, for those of you that are listening in from other areas, we're talking about New Jersey's regulations. You know, this year they switched to a a slot limit where you can keep two fish between 17 and 17.99 inches and one over 18 inches. Previously, have been three fish at 18 inches. So we're kind of discussing how those regulations have changed. And there's a lot of people that that are on both sides of this thing. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of, you know, seeing more of the larger fish go back. But I see a lot of people that are very responsible and, you know, and very considerate fishermen complaining that, you know, it's not a common sense regulation, that there's not a lot of science that seems like it's behind it. Do you have any thoughts on the regulations from your standpoint? I mean, I'm, I'm not against it. I, I think it's changed things up. I think we've needed a change. Uh, like I said, it's not, it's not so much a bad thing. I mean, last year we threw back so many 17 to 18 inch fish. I mean, now they're yeah, obviously have another year under their belt. They're, they're going to be the overs, sure. but you know, hopefully that there's another class coming in to fill their spot. I think, I think it adds, I think it adds a challenge. I, you know, it kind of got boring. I would burn out halfway through the season, like trying to catch this, you know, 18 inch limit. I mean, you get burnt out, you get bored. So now that there's a slot, it kind of makes things a challenge and, you know, with tournaments coming up and stuff, I, I think it, you know, I think it, it makes it a challenge for people. It's something different. Yeah, but now the challenge is reversed, and it used to be trying to catch that big old fluke, and now it's like I need to catch me a small one. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's something different. That's that's the thing. It's you know my 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 first two keepers of the year were literally like the perfect slot fish. They're like the seventeen point nine nine. I was like literally, I was like you cannot have a more perfect scenario than that. Like you want it to be the tippity top of that, and no more, or or somewhere in there. And I, they were both seventeen point nine nine, and then. I lost a couple overs and I released an over. I was fine with two fish, you know. Like I've always said it on here, one fish still feeds my family. So I, I'm cool, you know. Obviously, gas prices and things change things and how we operate these days. But, you know, we're, we're, we're talking fluke heavily because it's, you know, it's the start of the season and it's a, it's a, big, it's a big deal up here uh, for us Northeast anglers. And for me, it's one of, my, one of the fish I kind of specialize in. Going back to you, Ed, what, what type, what fish would you say are your top three fish that you – you specialize and I'm going to guess that the, the, the flatties are one of them because that, that's a, that's a no brainer, but what else would you say you throw in the mix? So the top spots going to be tied. Um, it's going to be fluke and tog. Okay. Um, and then number three is, you know, going to be the striper. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, fluke, fluke and tog are definitely in a, in a battle. Um, you know, they're fluke are obviously my favorite fish to eat. Um, you know, the kids love it. I, I have two boys, so they, they love to eat them. Um, even my wife, who's really not a fish eater, she'll eat a, you know, fluke. So, and then Tog, man, just because of the fight, they pound for pounder, the, the, some of the toughest fish we got in the back and, and they're, they're hardy fish. They're, they're fun to catch. You don't have to be too gentle with them. I mean, obviously you want to respect them and not beat them up, but you know, you don't have to revive them as much as you would a striper or something you know something to that effect but pound for pound i think they're they're the, the toughest fighters striper you usually get one good run and then they're kind of you know it's kind of reeling in any other fish so this is this is going to be our chance to kind of highlight some of your tackle because i kind of want to get an idea what you're throwing at these flatfish i know you're not going to say somebody else's gear so let, let's talk about some captain hanks and what you're throwing at the uh at the flounder the tog and stripers out of your own out of your own lineup out of my own lineup. Uh, Wait, can we back up? 
because I just found yeah. out that you own Captain Hanks. Yeah. So, can we can we talk about that endeavor? When did that start? And well, that's what we're what, getting into. That's what we're getting into. Yeah. Well, let's start there before we get into what he's throwing at these fish. Let's. All right. So you've heard of Captain Hanks, which is good. That that means I'm doing something right. So Captain Hanks, we started. I actually started with a good friend of mine. Um, we started in 2020, right as you know, right, right before kind of the main brunt of COVID started. Um, it's funny. We actually wanted to come up with something to go after gulp. We wanted to compete with gulp. We wanted to try to figure out what, what they made it out of, how they made it, what the scent was. We, we, we thought about it and thought about it and realized like, well, none of us are scientists or, you know, engineers. So we're, we're kind of, kind of not going to do much with that. So then I started, I was like years ago, I fixed a bucktail. So I had one, a jig head that was like, it was all falling apart. And, um, I had a deer tail from, I, I've, I used to hunt. So I had a deer tail and I'm like, hmm, let me see what I can do. Let me see how to do this. I didn't have a vice. I didn't have anything. I had some thread from an old cookie tin underneath, you know, the couch and, uh, and some super glue. So I tied up a bucktail. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then years later, once we, you know, we started this Captain Hanks thing, I got, I got into it. Like I dove deep, deep into, into making tackle. Um, so we ended up getting the molds. We got all the stuff to, you know, started getting lead and hooks. And I mean, it, it just, it spiraled quick. Um, then my partner, he ended up leaving. Um, he, you know, has other commitments and things going on in his life. So I took it over, you know, solely turned it into a legitimate business and here we are. So Captain Hank's tackle is more geared towards the saltwater line as of yes. now. Yeah. Um, what types of things do you offer? And, 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 and then rewinding back, like what types of things are you using on your everyday basis to kind of give your potential customers an idea of what they should be throwing in the waters that you're fishing? Yeah. Uh, so, fishing? Yeah, for sure. So I started doing, like I said, I started with the, the bucktails. So we, we do bucktails. We have a full line of bucktails, um, roundheads, uh, heads with eyes, heads without eyes. Um, as you guys know, I, I'm pretty big in with uh, Rich Natoli of Fat Dad Fishing. So we kind of released, we collaborated on some things. Um, he was asking, looking for a specific type of a jig head, kind of like a tog jig, wide, flat, um, and I ended up finding a mold that, that fit the bill. So we have a, a bucktail designed after him. Uh, we designed some tail, the way the tails are tied, uh, for some specifications that he wants, which everybody, you know, are available, everybody can buy. Um, so we started doing that. I have, I do bear jig heads, um, tog jigs. Uh, I started messing with these underspin jigs. So it's basically a regular jig head with a hook. Uh, and then underneath it has a small willow blade. Uh, they worked okay. Uh, they, they didn't really take off too much. Um, I, they catch fish. I mean, I, I put everything through testing before it, you know, before it gets out to, to any customer, we, we beat the snot out of stuff before we let it go. Same with colors. We'll test, you know, tog jigs. There's a myriad of colors out there. Uh, we, we test them. Uh, same with hooks. Um, we switched up these tog jigs. They have um, a little bit different style. It's almost like a sickle style hook. 
uh, and one of my pro staff guys, Mike, he, uh, he came up with the idea. He's like, Hey, can we try these hooks? And I'm like, yeah, let's see, you know, see if they work. So I made him a bunch of jigs. Uh, he tested them. He caught a, it was like a 14 pound sheep's head on it. And we're like, yeah, we're good. So we, okay. we put them into production. So yeah, there's, it's, it's, it's not a full line, but it's, it's stuff that guys are going to need you know, around here and pretty much anywhere for any kind of saltwater fish, really. And, you know, when we wrap up, we'll get into, you know, where we can find it, but where can, where can our customers, where can our listeners become your customers? Where can they find all your tackle and your tackle line? Cause I know you have a website. I was on it uh, checking out what all you offer currently. So. Yeah. So I have the website. It's uh, captain capped tanks, tackle.com. Um, I'm not in any stores that I know of anymore. I did work with, uh, Chris from tight lines. He got a bunch of the, um, the, um, the underspins, sorry. And, um, I had some, some gear in, uh, off, uh, offshore bait and tackle in Atlantic city. Um, but anymore, I'm kind of pulling it back. There was a couple other reasons why we started the captain Hanks thing. I got tired of buying stuff that fell apart. So, you know, paint chipping off and fur falling apart and stuff like that. And supplying those guys, I mean, they're, they're great at what they do. They sell tackle. They, they keep, you know, their doors open. They keep everybody supplied. My problem is, is right now I'm a one-man show, and I have one of my, my pro staff guys, Mike, he comes in and helps, you know, when, when I get swamped. So I, I'm trying to keep the, the quality up, and I, I don't want to – I don't want to sacrifice quality to make a thousand piece order when, you know, it's, it's not going to be the best thing that, that, that can go out of my doors. You know what I'm saying? Understood. So you so, want people reaching out directly to you, you know, through Instagram or through the website to, to purchase products to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to keep it more of a neat, like a niche brand where, you know, guys that are coming to me or they want the best of the best. I mean, Bucktail's a bucktail. You can buy one from me. You can buy one from someone else. They're all going to catch fish, but I want, I want the guys that are going after the best of the best, the best hooks they can get the best lead, you know, cause lead you can formulate and play with it and make it hard, make it soft. There's a lot of things. Same with the way that the tails are tied, the, the epoxies that you're using to seal the thread, the way you're tying them, you know, I have, I figured out certain ways to do these things and, and I want to keep them, you know, top of the line as best I can. So if it, if it be, means being a smaller volume, so be it. I, I do this cause I love it. I don't do it, you know, for the money. Now, do you, you all, do you put together custom orders? Like if somebody wants to do like a specific kind of color that you don't currently offer, or, you know, maybe a different kind of hook in a, in a, in a mold, do you do custom orders? <sighs> hooks? Not so much. Um, the molds are designed to take certain hooks. So, I kind of stick to what my molds are designed for. Now, if somebody wants to collaborate on something and, and come up with a little bit more of an investment to, to get into something different, absolutely, I'm more than willing to work with someone. Um, as far as colors, yeah. I mean, I have, there's a drawer behind me. You can see that there's the rainbow of bucktails. Um, so I, I, I definitely, all, I can do more than what I offer on the website. I just usually will post like the most common pictures. And then like, if anybody has a special request or whatever, there's a, there's a comment box, put it in there. You know, if I have the color, you know, I'll make it. If I need to get the color, I'll let you know, it'll delay your order a little bit, but I'll get it. I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not against, against getting, 
you know, whatever, whatever guys want, especially when it comes to custom stuff, because there's colors I've come up with and played with that nobody's seen before and they work. So now go ahead, Bobby. Two questions. One, sure. What's your color? We talk about this all the time on this podcast and we have a heated debates over colors. <sighs> My color, it's going to be weird. Um, I started doing it's, it's called a Mahi color. Uh, so it's a blue, it's a, it's a chartreuse green jig head with blue specks. And then the tail is blue and it's like an electric blue and chartreuse, um, no flash. And then I will pair that with a, uh, fire tiger gulp. And it last year was unstoppable. I would, I would throw one thing, no bites. I'd put that on fish more fish than I know what to do with. So that's my weird combination. A bit, bit unusual. Yeah. I like it. Eh? I, um, is that just, that's just for fluke. Do you feel the same for Tog? So Tog, Tog, I feel like natural colors are, are what produces the best. Now I've had some oddball crab natural meaning bare lead. No, uh, more like like the bottom or a rock color or you know a natural color, not something bright and flashy and look at me. Um, at least where I fish now, a lot of the offshore guys because they're so deep, they kind of want colors because it, it it changes things. It breaks you know it breaks up the the bottom. So, but when it comes to tog jigs, they're they're definitely, I definitely like natural colors. I came up with one color and everybody laughs at it. It's called dirty diaper. So it's a white base and it's, it's, it's on, it's on my Instagram. If you, if you go on there, you can see it. It's a white base and it's a, uh, it's a green and it has a red speck in it. And it, it looks like a dirty diaper. Um, the first time I tested, I was offshore with a, with a friend and, uh, first drop, I caught a six pound tog. And that was, that's actually my current PB, um, but at that point I'm like, yeah, it's, we got to make it. <laughs> so dirty diaper, dirty diaper. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's another thing. When I name, when I name these colors and jigs and stuff, I try to come up with fun stuff. Like, like I do this for fun. I want it to be fun. I want it to be lighthearted. I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, I want to keep it fun. Like I have one uh, tog jig that's uh Joe dirty crab after Joe dirt. Um, What's the other one? There's, there's so many of them. It's, it, it's fun. I think that's great. You know, we, uh, David Mundy and, and Mike from Northeast Jig Company are, are friends of mine. And some of the names they use for their baits is just amazing. Like penny pack crack and things like that. So I, I think that makes it great. I mean, you can always call some chartreuse chartreuse, right? You can always call white, white, but why not call it Betty white and, you know, make it fun. So I, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, Absolutely. And those guys are awesome. We had Mike on uh, on our on the Fat Dad show, and he he was cool. He's a really cool dude. Yeah, I've been trying to I've been trying to get my buddy David Mundy on. Um, he's he's a busy guy, but at point at some point there'll be a there'll be a guest. It's just a matter of uh, when and where. Now you were you were mentioning your colors and offshore. What size range do you offer your jigs up to? From from what size ranges? So it all depends on the style jig, uh, tog jigs. I do up to three ounce. Um, and personally, I think offshore for tog, anything more than a three ounce jig, you're, you're not, the problem comes in the size of the, the lead and the size of the hook that you need to use. 
Um, so I, I stay away, you know, three, three ounce and for tog is the biggest. Um, I have like ball jigs and stuff like that, that go all the way up to six ounce. Um, so there's, there's a pretty good range. I'm working on getting the website together. I haven't decided if I'm going to stick with the company I'm using or if I want to build a complete new one from scratch. So I'm kind of leery of what I'm putting up there just because I don't want to do all that work and then delete it and start over. So, um, but yeah, I can do, I can do jigs all the way up to six ounce. Now, now you, you've sent me some pretty cool, uh, prototype pictures of, you know, different hard baits and top water baits that I don't see anywhere on your website. You know, I'm looking at those things. I look back at them last time. I'm like, why the hell is he not selling these things? I mean, I have friends down South, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of guys from down South that listen to this uh, podcast. And I, I, when the things you were showing me, I automatically think top water trout down there, like unbelievable. Like I can't believe you haven't found a way to start marketing some of those plugs. So give me, give me a rundown. You, you think that's in the future and any, any future plans to bring some other products online? I, I know you're a one man show and you, you fill a lot of roles, but you know, is, is that something that you're looking at down the road? Are we, it, are we talking wood plastic? So they're, they're plastic. So I'll, I'll buy blanks. Um, over this past winter, I got bored and uh, I wanted to start airbrushing. Um, and it was turned out to be one of those weird hidden talents that I never knew yeah. I had. Um, like I, I, I try to have an artistic eye when I look at things and I try to like do, I can't draw to save my life. I can't, um, I have no art skills, but like airbrushing just kind of came natural. It's, it's the strangest thing. So I started dabbling in that. So I'd buy some blanks, um, paint them up. And I, I have a few out there. There's the problem is, is with those things, everything's coming from offshore. So having a steady supply and, and stuff like that is kind of hard to get a grasp on. There are some suppliers in the U S that, that sell them. They take some time. Uh, so I'm trying to make sure I'm, I get my hands on quality stuff before I advertise to sell it because I don't want a guy to set the hook on the biggest fish of his life and the, the, the lure blow apart. Yeah. It looks pretty, but if it doesn't stick together, what good is it? You know? Yeah. I mean, sourcing components right now is difficult in all businesses. I mean, you and I are in the auto industry in our real lives and it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, we could speak on that level so much, I'm sure without even with yeah. all of our guests, but all I mean, guests, I, I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's sourcing right now, getting quality products is, has got to be pretty difficult. Yeah. I hear I mean, you, but, but if you polish a turd, you could probably sell it. Just letting you know. <laughs> right. But then you'll get, <laughs> see, you'll you'll get the sale once but that guy will never come back yeah and the problem is his name's on Fair enough. Fair enough. you know if i'm if i'm putting my name on it i'm not going to put out something that's not going to perform i respect it so i gotta say though ed if you if you bring that into the lineup we have a bunch of listeners that that would be all over that i mean that top water spook that four to six inch spook i mean all up and down the coast you could find fish will tap that so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I also I'm, I'm looking into I think I'm going to put it as an option on, on the website uh, where I'll do a respray. So if you have something that's a little beat up, uh, you know, a name brand lure, I'll, I'll you know clean it up, repaint it and clear it and send it back to you. That's that's something I'm, I'm looking into. Well, like you said, I'm still a one man show. Um, my 12 year old is actually picking it up and running with it. So I'm I want to get him involved, too. So I think I'm going to. Uh, start start letting him run wild on some designs and see if, if people are interested in it so 
but lots of things in the works. It's just one step at a time. I'm not trying to go too big, too fast. And, you know, well, we're excited. You know, I, I'm, I'm big on supporting the, the local business and guys like you fishermen that are making products for fishermen, you know, you can't go wrong there. So obviously we here and myself will support you. And I think you do, we'll, we'll be happy to share that along the way and, you know, try and, uh, try and send some people your way. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Uh, now we mentioned fat dad, uh, fat dad podcast. Now you're, like I said, you wear a lot of hats, you know, you're a fisherman, you uh, have a tackle uh, business, and then you're also part of the podcast with Rich and John. Give us a little insight what, what it's like to, to beat it around with those guys and what kind of things have you, uh, have you uh, learned along the way that, that you didn't expect? Man, those guys are, they're my buddies. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I met Rich through Facebook. Uh, I forget how we started talking. I, f- I first saw, found him on YouTube with his YouTube channel. And, you know, I got to say, he's, he is very, he's a very sharp guy. He's very smart, knows, you know, knows his stuff. Um, and it's funny because a lot of the stuff he was talking about and, and he teaches, I was already doing, but I didn't understand why. You know what I mean? Like with, with a fish in a flat and then working into a drop, I never understood why I was doing it. I just kind of subconsciously did it. So he kind of brought everything together and, and made sense. So ever since then, we, we just been kind of, kind of hooked together. And, you know, he was working with another tackle manufacturer um, for jigs and they wouldn't, they wouldn't make him what he wanted. And I'm like, well, you know, I can do that. <laughs> what do you need? So we went fishing one day. He came over. Um, I had, I, I tried to pour some jig heads and keep some kind of inventory. Um, so I sat down at the vice. I, I t- he told me what he wanted. I made it. And he's like, that's it. He's like, I've been trying to get people to make these things for years. He's like, nobody would do it. You did it in three minutes. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. I, hey, cool. So ever since then, we kind of, we kind of clicked. Um, and that was your, did we just become best friends moment? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like it, right? legit. <laughs> um, you know, then we started, we started talking about doing a podcast and he had me on to, to talk for uh, about my bucktails and stuff like that. And then ever since then, it just kind of snowballed into, you know, into the fat dad fishing show and fat dad fishing team. And, you know, been, yeah, one, good. one could look at us as rivals and it, you know, that's all funny and all that kind of stuff, but you guys are great. We love all you guys. I mean, we've had rich on the show. Now you're on here. Yeah. You know, I did, I did rich's uh, po- podcast one time, you know, and, and talking to talking about rich for a second, you know, it was an honor to do his. And like, like you said, he's very eloquent in how he speaks. He's very smart, lots of knowledge. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I was doing that he, that he does that I didn't think anybody else was doing. So it was, it's kind of kind of cool to kind of get into the mind of somebody else of that caliber. You know, have you have you had any like growing pains, any kind of uh, things that have kind of been setbacks? Or I think our biggest uh, our biggest thing now is we're, we're, we're trying to find other people to chat with. You know, that there's a lot of people that are fishing right now. That's the biggest time. It's like we're interrupting people's fishing schedules and, and lives to, to get them on here. You have difficulties <laughs> with all that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a it's a lot tougher for us because we do it live. Yeah. So like, you know, tonight we were a little, a couple minutes late getting started. It didn't matter. And it was great. <laughs> like when we go on, we're, we got to be on at a certain time. Like we got to be ready to rock. You know, it, it's, it's a whole different world. It's, it's a lot tougher. And we try to like, you guys do um, 
you know, a guest, every a new guest every week, we kind of try to keep it every other week. Um, and Rich handles all the scheduling and stuff. John's gotten quite a few guests as well. Um, so we, we try to alternate. So one week it'll be guests. Next week it'll be us just talking about our, our fishing and what we've been doing and, you know, what's new and what's, what's going on. And it's, it's been working real well. I would say the, the, the thing that I, you know, the scheduling, you know, is the biggest thing, the biggest challenge, I would say, everybody's trying to do something and, and, you know, we're trying to ask for an hour, hour and a half people's times late at night when a lot of people fish late at night, or that's when they get their last wink of sleep before they're out the next morning, you know, so it's really one of those balances to try and find, uh, find somebody willing to jump on at, at the most opportune time. But I, I would say that, that for me, like, as far as, you know, as far as the rewarding factors of it, what things would you say have been the most re rewarding for me as I've made a lot of cool new friends, man. Like I got people that I talk to every day that have been guests on our podcast. It's like, man, this has been great. Like I I'm learning so much about different areas, different fisheries, just by, you know, the friendships I've made from talking to different people. Yeah, I can definitely agree to that. I mean, you know, meeting you guys and Qua and, uh, you know, Rich and John, like John, that dude is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to fishing rods like he dove into rods where i dove into tackle so having john in my back pocket and like call him hey man my rod's kind of doing this what do you think we should do should we you know should we make something different should we can we go with this i don't like this butt length can we cut it down no you can't cut it like it's and and the, like the friendships i mean rich is becoming one of my closest friends and and being able to make tackle and to see guys that are, are successful with, I mean, that's the coolest feeling ever. I don't need to catch a fish. If I hand you something and you cast it out, catch a fish. That's, that's my, that's my excitement. That's my happiness. And then for you to go out and catch 20 fish on it. And it still looked like when you took it out of the package, that's, that's even better. Yeah. That's the reward for someone like you. That's, that's, that's building what they're fishing with. Uh, I, I, I got to imagine that that's a, a thrill. You know, oh, yeah. I, I've caught, I've caught stripers on clousers I've tied before. So, you know, something like that. It's, it's pretty cool to even just fathom that, you know, I built this fake thing that looks like something that a fish might eat and it, and it worked, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool in the whole sense of that. Now, now you, it, do you have any crazy stories, like any crazy things that happened behind the scenes, you know, with the podcast with you and Rich and, and John um, that, that you could share with us or like, like we had, uh, for example, we've taken, we've taken two weeks off the whole time we've done this. We, you know, we've been doing this since March of, I think, 2020, 2021 now. So two weeks we've taken off. And one of the weeks we had a, a guest lined up and it just didn't work out. You know, did you, and we were all the way up to recording point, you know, any, any kind of crazy things like that for you guys? Uh, yeah, we had one guest, um, obviously I, I'm not going to name. Right. Um, but uh yeah it was it was right up till the till the last minute and i'm texting like where are you at what are you doing what's going on no answer no answer no answer i'm like well looks like we're we're doing this one on the fly so uh we we did the show i forget what we even talked about um and then after the show he texted me he's like oh my god i'm so sorry i forgot uh i fell asleep he just got off the ocean and ate ate dinner and fell asleep and i mean it happens I, i'm not mad at the guy um, you know, things happen, you know, yeah. especially being offshore. You know, everybody, all of us have been out there for, you know, from sun up to sundown, it, it kicks, it kicks your butt. So, yeah. 
but yeah, that, that was, that's probably the craziest one. Um, and we haven't been doing it all that long. Rich, Rich is doing a lot longer. We, we all joined up together. When did we start doing this over the winter? So we're not even a year into it yet. You know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it. I'm, I'm thinking about the team that you guys put together. I see Rich in the middle and he surrounded himself with a rod guy. He surrounded himself with a tackle guy. Now all he needs is like a, like a gulp salesman on, on the crew. And you guys are complete for Rich to have everything he needs in one shot. Uh, well, Rich, uh, actually Rich and I both are signed up. We're, we're both uh, Berkeley distributors. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Like everything that, that makes sense, man. You guys have it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're trying. We're, we're, there's, there's a, there's a goal in sight and we're, we're working towards it. So now as, as we start to wrap up, you know, we kind of ask some of these, these normal questions, you know, any kind of big fishing plans coming up, anything that you, you got coming up that you want to talk about, you want to promote? Uh, nothing, nothing crazy as of yet. We're going to fish a couple tournaments. Um, we're set up to fish um, uh, grassy sound. Uh, I know Rich and John, they're fishing the Matthew B tournament this weekend um i'm gonna do there's another one in july uh i can't remember what it is there's another one towards the end of july that i'm gonna do other than that i don't, I don't get too much into the tournament thing so that it's a new a new avenue for me so i'm gonna give that a go very uh, nice yeah so we'll see what, see how, see what happens I, I plan to also test my medal for the first time in a tournament this month I, i'm I'm going to fish in the uh, fish and paddle tournament down in Ocean City, Maryland, the end of the month. So, see, we were torn because the fish and paddle is the same weekend as Grassy Sound. So, yeah. I, I want to do the fish and paddle. I wanted to go down with Rob, but or Rob English, but yeah. it, I, I think I'm going to do, I'm going to stay local and, and see how this one goes. And then maybe next year, because that's a little bit further for me where I'm at, you know, getting to Maryland's a little bit tougher than, sure. you know, you, sure. you guys out in PA, you can shoot right down 95. Or for me, it's, a little bit more of a project so yeah for us it's almost as equal i mean from where i stand it's about two and a half hours to jersey shore about three hours three hours ten minutes to ocean city so to me it's it's splitting hairs at that point well not at this gas price but you know what i'm saying so, yeah but i yeah, just got a new uh, truck so it's even worse uh, oh me too <laughs> it's fantastic best decision of my life yeah it was great until gas started creeping up i'm God like damn. man i love driving this truck but i can't afford to drive it <laughs> My buddy sent me the gas price on his like Jeep Cherokee the other day. It was like a hundred bucks and I filled mine up halfway and I sent him a hundred bucks and I said, go, go cry me a river. Okay. Cause <laughs> it is terrible. Yeah. All right, Ed. So this is where we wrap up. This is where we uh, have you share where, where our listeners can find you. Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but go, go nuts. This is where we get to talk about you. And then uh, Bobby's Bobby and I are going to stay on and wrap up. Yeah, for sure. So my uh, personal uh, page where I post like most of my catches and stuff is uh, on Instagram, SJ Saltfish. Um, Captain Hanks is obviously pretty much everywhere Facebook, Instagram. Um, Instagram is uh, capped Hanks underscore tackle. Uh, and then the website is capped Hanks tackle.com. Uh, that's pretty much everywhere. I, I try to get back to everybody as quick as I can. Uh, I am a one man band. So sometimes things get a little crazy especially holding down a full-time job on top of doing this <laughs> oh I hear you. I hear you. what what is captain hank who's hank so like i told you before me and me and my buddy started the business together that was like our nickname for each other so 
you know, we'd be working on the boat. Hey, yo, Hank, hand me this. All right, Hank. Like it was just a, it was just a, like a stupid nickname. We call each other. And when we were trying to come up with a name, we were going to go something like 609 or something like local where we were. And there were so many, like, it was so like, I guess, cliche, you could say. So we, we came up with something outside of the box and, and that kind of. I like stuck. it. I like it. So. I, I, I agree. I think it kind of resonates a little more than 609, but it's just kind of the, you know, the old school tackle guy. Yeah. Now, how something, about something the, different. how about the podcast? Where, where can our listeners tune into you guys there as well? So the Fat Dad Fishing Channel on YouTube, um, we do live stream every week. And then I believe the, the, the podcast is on all major platforms. Um, I'm kind of like the jerk sidekick co-host, you know, backstage. I'll post questions thing. Rich handles a lot of that stuff. I'm just kind of kind of along for the ride with them, you know? Um, but yeah, so we're, we're pretty much everywhere on that. Um, and we do the live stream. It's Mondays, Mondays at eight. Well, man, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. We got to get a, a fat dad tie chasers get together oh, yeah. and all fish together. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm so close. I'd like to have everybody come down. I got, you know, we can have a barbecue, hang out, whatever, go fish. Yeah. Good time. I'm down, man. I love to fish oh. with you. We've talked about it for a long time, hopping on the kayaks. I was on my kayak for the first time last week, so I'm ready to go, my man. Yeah, let me know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go whenever you are. So, Well, again, thank you for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure, and we look forward to seeing what uh, Captain Hanks and uh, the Fat Dad Fishing Channel has in store for us, my man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. It was an absolute pleasure. All right. Have a great night. So there we have it. We have a local tackle maker, solid dude, man. We've, we've known Ed, we've talked to Ed uh, for a while and I, I absolutely slaughtered his name in the beginning and that's terrible, but that was cool about it. But yeah, I mean, he's a great dude. He's making some killer tackle. Um, I would definitely recommend checking in with him. And not only that, he's a great fisherman as well on top of it. Yeah. Humble. I, I like it. Uh, nice small beginnings to something great. And He's got big plans. I was just going through his Instagram because while I was talking, I had to because he's got he's got some interesting names. The Sand Flea, the Joe Dirty Crab, the Jetty Muscle, the Nitro Crab, Gold Digger, Nuclear Crab, crab Glow, and then the Dirty Diapers. So they're all sick colors. They're all a little different than what I'm used to seeing, actually. And, and that was just for tog jigs, but um, some cool stuff. Oh, he's got this picture of that underblade jig as well so yeah i mean go check it out it's uh looks pretty cool yeah i agree and like i said ed's ed's a solid dude if you have any questions you can certainly reach out to him he knows his waters like the back of his hand so I, I i seriously doubt if you reach out to him off the uh off the the main pages that he wouldn't be willing to fill in some information that you may have and again he's a solid dude he has some great tackle and there's going to be some cool things in store i think so definitely give him a follow check him out and then, as always, we really appreciate you uh, listening in. You can find us at Tide underscore Chasers on podcast on Instagram. Uh, we are also on Facebook at Tide Chasers Podcast. All the major podcast platforms, whether it be Apple, Spotify, we're also on Waypoint TV. Listen, we're just we're just thrilled to have all of our listeners reach out to us with all the positive feedback. We get far more positive feedback than the negative, and we appreciate it all. So, look forward to recording another fresh episode for you soon and if you have any body in mind that would like to be a guest on our show please have them reach out to us bobby it's been a pleasure my man yeah good seeing you dan good talking let's do this again uh, a little bit sooner 
Yeah, like next week. Yeah, yeah, we gotta find. <laughs> we gotta get somebody lined up. Everybody's fishing, man. Absolutely, yeah. Tight lines, everybody. All right, take care.